When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals post-game show. I'm Johnny Venerable, the playmaker, Britton Gold. We are live here at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Pass. Thank you to everybody. Came out for the brand for today's watch party. What a watch party it was when you weren't, you know, pouring bleach in your eyes. The Arizona Cardinals take another NFC West loss at the hands of Sean McVay and the LA Rams, 37 14. I'm not even sure that final score indicates how non-competitive this game is. Where do you where do you want to start? Offense, defense, special teams. What do you want to dive into? I mean, the problem is, I mean, don't get me wrong. Defense did not play great, but the defense was also on the field for 75 percent of this football game. I don't care if you have the number one defense in the nation. You're not going to do well. You're going to give up points when you're on the field the entire game. Offense looked like shit. Yep. I mean. I mean, we all had great hope. That first drive, Kyler's under center. You're handing the ball to James Conner. I don't think James Conner got another touch after the first drive, to be honest with you. It didn't feel like um, it. I mean, you're moving the ball. You're getting positive rush yards. You draw the defensive backs up. You run play-action pass. You complete passes. I mean, it works. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't work because mm. you like, let's put Kyler in gun. Let's do this. Brutal. It was just ugly. Absolutely brutal performance. Uh, I, I don't want to say we were spoiled at times this year, which seems ridiculous. This team has two wins, Johnny. What are you talking about? <laughs> Late November. But there were competitive outings for this team. They overachieved at times this year against teams they had no business competing with. The Rams are on your level. If you've got a quarterback like Kyler Murray, you should be able to compete. Compete. I emphasize that word because there was no competing today from all three phases of the Arizona Cardinals. And I get it. Like, the, the Rams probably won't make the playoffs. They're five and six. Who knows, right? But they have a coaching advantage in Sean McVay, and that was evident today. And, like, I like Jonathan Gannon a lot. I think he's going to have success here. But right now, like, he's over in the NFC West, and you got serious questions and decisions to make here in the next couple of months. This is an evaluation process. You're getting embarrassed. Uh, you've lost two consecutive games. Last week, you should have won this week. Your team rolled over in front of your home crowd. I, I was told by people who were there, like, good crowd. Crowd was engaged until they weren't, until you forced them to head to the stands midway through the second half because your team was non-competitive. This is what gets people turned off of this franchise. I love this franchise. I love it to the day I'm, I, I die. But at the end of the day, it's like that kind of gutless performance. It didn't look like you practice all week. This was like flashbacks of the Cliff Kingsbury era. 
you know, the worst days of the Steve Wilkes era. And I thought, at least with Jonathan Gannon, we weren't going to get games like this. Sure, they were going to lose games. They'd run out of steam against second half of some teams, of course, the Giants and the Niners, whatever you want to call it. This was Sean McVay is a far superior coach than what we have right now. You are out being out coached in the NFC West. That's a problem because Jonathan Gannon was brought here to even the playing field. And I get it. You're not playing with a full deck, especially defensively. Jonathan Gannon, I was told this. People I trust were told this. Had Drew Petzing as his number one offensive coordinator back in February. Definitively. That's who he wanted. They they had a decision to make this offseason. They went out and they, they kept Colt McCoy. They didn't go get Gardner Minshew. You know, they waited for Kyler Murray. Like, this is all a victim of not circumstance. This is their own decisions. This offense, right now, we talked about on the halftime show, Britain. This offense is what they wanted. They they signed their own players, yelled a Froldholt. They drafted Paris Johnson. They've elevated Trey McBride, right? Like Hollywood Brown's their number one receiver. They cut they cut DeAndre Hopkins. Like I, nobody's a victim here. Like I see that a lot on Twitter. It's like, well, they're rebuilding. They're a victim of the roster. Not at this point in the season. Like you've got your fingerprints all over this this franchise, this organization. This Rams team had not scored over twenty points since the last time you played them on October fifteenth. They sleptwalked to thirty five points today. They could have easily had fifty points today. So I get it. It was just a really disheartening performance. And for the first time, I think, Britain since Jonathan Gannon and Monty Ford were hired, it's just like, is this is this going to work? you got to make some critical decisions. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray and the fact that he doesn't look right, and that's a major concern. He's got a five-game audition coming up. The Cardinals are second in the draft right now. But, Britain, it, it gives you pause that, uh, are we sure this is where we're supposed to be heading with this franchise? I mean... From what we saw today, no. Everything is downhill. Nothing working. I mean, you're not getting the play you wanted out of Kyler. And granted, you can bash him. You can say what you want. A lot of it's on him. Not all of it's on him. I mean, at, at the end of the day, the play calls have to come in. Yeah. Yes, they have to execute play calls. I understand that. But some of these play calls, it's like you're just putting yourself behind the curve before the ball's even snapped. Mm-hmm. Right? And then penalties big thing you lost a ton of yards on penalties that one drive you had what probably 35 yards in penalties and on first down yeah and so i mean it's not going to it's not going how anybody wants it right kyler's no. not playing how everybody wants kyler to play the offense is not working how the everybody thought the offense would play the offensive coordinator is not getting the job done i i mean kyler didn't you were you're right kyler didn't look right there was times he was limping out there at that last drive i don't know what was going on but if Kyler's hurt, get him out, right? There's but, no point in hurting him any worse. But, again, like, I, I think, like, listen, nobody's rooting for losses here. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, you're not winning another game no, this year no. You're with Clayton Toon. Well, you might I, not win another game with him I, yeah. under center. Today, today it, you definitely aren't. Today looked like a day where the Arizona Cardinals are not going to win another game this year. Like, I texted Bo Brock that, who's going to be on our show here in a few minutes after he gets done chatting it up with John and the Gannon, like, how many people in the chat are, like, you look at that game, Chicago, New Year's Eve in Chicago. Outside of that, it's, it's going to be tough for them. In Pittsburgh next week, at San Francisco, at Philadelphia, against uh, at home in the finale against the Seahawks. We'll see who has what to play for in that game. Like, if if they end up with two wins, like, that, it's going to be, we're going to be asking really hard questions in January. We're going to ask hard questions today. I'm a Kyler Murray stan. I want him to be the quarterback of this team. I think he's the best homegrown quarterback they've ever had. I, I like 
right now, nobody can definitively tell me, like, they're not going to pick first or second based on what we saw today. Like, there, it's a difference than, like, losing last week and you were competitive and you, you saw some stuff to clean up. The defense had a really good second half. Today looked like a team that is ready to be done for the year. That's what I saw today. Today I saw a Cardinal team that was ready to go to Cabo in January, not oh. to compete for the for the final five weeks of the season. And well, if you're Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford, that's a big fucking problem. It is. I mean, it, it, <laughs> listen, I've heard this from you know guys used to play with uh, past things that happened with teams that were on the back end, but like I've I've heard it that there's guys that have their tickets booked for the season ending, like Yikes. their tickets home or Yikes. their tickets whatever. And what we saw today looked like you had half of your team that was already ready for that trip when January hits when that final game is over, right? It was just mm-hmm. – it was despicable. But, I mean, if you want to talk about it, yes, you have a top two pick if you lose out. What makes you think drafting a quarterback is going to make this any better, right? And the top two quarterbacks in the draft have shown that they cannot win games – when it comes to a competent team, they have to play. They can beat the shit teams. Caleb Williams, Drake May, they beat shit teams. Mm-hmm. But when they have to play somebody that's worth a shit, they don't win. Yeah. I mean, come on. They're both losing. Yep. A- and the NFL, you're playing good teams every week. Even if they're bad, it's the NFL. They can have a bad team. But you're playing in the NFL, you can lose every single game. Yeah. So you can't come in here and tell me that, okay, we lose the rest of the season. Drafting a quarterback is the answer because it's not if you can't protect him. I mean, you're looking at two guys that are, one, slower, cannot make the plays that Kyler can make getting in and out of, the, out of under pressure. Well, we got to see that, though. It's, well, I understand that, but it's, it's to the point where they're not, they can't move like Kyler can. They're slower. They might, you know, they look good in college. Matt Leinart looked good in college. No offense. Dude, I, I mean, you don't Carson Wentz was you, good in college. Let's you don't just have keep to, it moving. You don't have to sell – like, I don't love these quarterbacks. Like, you don't have to sell – I'm just – I'm trying to think like the organization, and it's like I – when you have seasons that end in 2-15, and 15, we got five more weeks to go, and I will be out in droves, and I want them to go 5-0 and oh in those games. Trust me. Like, if they end the season 2-15, and 15, like, those seasons typically end with you taking a quarterback. Oh, I, I agree. Especially, that's how this happens. Especially in a draft where people think there are two blue-chip, can't-miss quarterbacks. Like, one of them's going to miss. Let's not – I don't think both of them are hitting. Like, that historically, it doesn't work like that. But, like, if, if I'm just buying what the people in the draft media are telling me. It's like, oh, these, these are two can't-miss guys. Then you got, like, Michael Penix and Bo Nix and company, like, forcing the issue as well. I don't want to have those conversations. It makes me physically ill. I want to go out and get Kyler Murray a left tackle or another wide receiver or a defensive end. But, like, that's not a reality if this team's picking first or second. That's just not. Like, Monty Austin Ford is going to be in USC's Pro Day. He's going to be in North Carolina for Drake May's Pro Day. The Cardinals need to win another game or two. And, like, what I saw today, like, we got to start asking those questions. Are they capable of doing that? Because they are going like this. They're going downhill. Like the, like the Houston game, I thought, still very competitive, defense overachieved. And again, you're not facing Sean McVay every week, certainly not next week in Pittsburgh with, you know, what, the, the bumblefuck offensive operation that they have, but it's the number one defense in the NFL, and, and you're playing in Pittsburgh. That's, like, it's, that's an impossible task for this <laughs> offense right now. We're going to get to all that more. I do want to say congratulations to our player of the game for the program, for the brand. Who could it be other than Mr. Gregory Dortch? 
the one-handed touchdown catch late in the game today. Uh, Dorch, let me tell you something about Greg Dorch. Uh, I don't think anybody else can really make this you know, argument. He, he does the most with his opportunities. He had three catches, 27 yards. He did have the one-handed uh, touchdown. So congrat- congratulations, our X-Factor, Gregory Dorch. Uh, you know, I Passion. call him. Yeah. Passion. He's a stud. He's the only one that looks like he's playing with passion out there on the offensive side of the football. And it's, I mean, yes, you can make the argument for James Conner too, but when James Conner has six carries. It's a joke. That was a joke. Six? There he is. Greg Dorch, three catches, 27 yards. The X Uh. factor for today. One-handed, doing the two short to the corner in garbage time. And it wasn't garbage to us because we love Greg Dorch, and he should be getting the ball in the first quarter. Uh, Outside of Greg Dorch, I'm ready to take this receiving core and say goodbye. I'm I'm ready to put it away in the cupboard. Uh, let these guys go to other teams. Like, I know Hollywood Brown had maybe the quietest 88 yards I've ever seen today. Oh, it was against the twos, so I'm not giving that any. Britain, Britain made it abundantly clear when we were watching the, most of the second half. Like, these are the twos for the Rams. That's that's who's getting open. Hollywood Brown, six catches on 12 attempts. Couldn't, couldn't break a tackle if his life depended on it. Uh, Rondell Moore, two for 35. Trey McBride, seven uh, catches on nine targets, 60 yards. Trey had a good day. Uh, yeah, this this receiving core, man. Kyler has problems. This receiving core has problems. Drew Petzing's got problems. We don't have problems because we're with all of you. Lick, hit this like button on the video. Let's get to some of these super chats. This is a therapy session because uh, times are tough right now. We will get through it with all of you. Brandon, $1.99. So this is what JG meant when he said buckle up. Buckle up. It's time to throw up, maybe. Oh, I need man. a barf bag. Yes, buckle up is right because you're hitting the bumps right now. Yeah, you're going off roading, and uh, both tires, all four tires. (laughs) (laughs) Honda Civic, my first car. Uh, Nick, ten dollars. Thank you so much, Nick. Appreciate that. I feel like fans think Kyler has his job on lock and forgot that he is supposed to be putting on tape for big decision this off season. Here's what I'll tell you, Nick. I'm consistently told by somebody who I trust that's close to the situation that they want Kyler to be the guy that they love Kyler. He's bought him. But you're right. Like, Kyler has to perform, too. Now, like, is he, like, Mac Jones level bad? No. He's not throwing four interceptions. You know, he had two touchdowns, one of which was in garbage time. But you can just tell something's off offensively. So they're going to have to make a decision, Britton, when they watch the film, like, is this Kyler? Is this protection? Is it both? Is it play calling? And again, like, the optics were bad today. If the optics remain like this for the next five weeks and they have a top two pick, uh, things are not going to look good for K-1. I, I'm hopeful that that doesn't happen. But, like, it's like everybody has, has said time and time again. It's you got you to be able to be in a position where you force the issue if you're Kyler Murray. That hasn't happened yet. No, and it hasn't. And don't get me wrong. Like, no, he's not. I mean, his, his job's not safe. You know, he's got yeah. to perform in these. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to the argument all day long. It's like, is drafting a quarterback going to help? If there's no protection up front here, to save here, him. Here's where I'll play devil's advocate, and I don't I don't want to because people think I'm a Kyler hater, even though I got half the people call me a Kyler fanboy. Like, I, you can't win. I Drafting a rookie quarterback, if you're Austin Ford and Gannon, resets the timeline on, like, their job security. So if you are them next year and you pick up the tab with Kyler Murray and this is a rendition of what you get and you're struggling again, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like, you get – it's just – it's. NFL one on one, you get more time with a rookie. Yeah, but does it? Does it reset your timeline? If I, you go out and you get somebody and it's the same thing over and over? I mean, listen, this franchise has had a history of not 
bringing in protection for your quarterback. There's a history in it of going out and drafting the top skill player and thinking that that's going to save you and help you win games. No, because if you can't, I don't care who's back there quarterback. If you cannot protect him and allow him time to succeed back there or even to make decisions back there, if Kyler was standing back there with three to five seconds to throw the football and still making terrible errors, get him out. Well, well he's not. No, he's And when not. he's in the gun, he's got he's under pressure in the gun immediately. Well, here's a here's a problem though, is if he's hurt and he and he's banged up, he's gonna be ineffective. We've seen that. Agreed. Like and so like how do you even evaluate him at this point? It's kinda yeah, I think it gives credence to the people, and I hate saying this, that said we well, just sit Kyler all year. What's the point? You're you have a you have a one win team and you've got sketch protection at times. Like, why are you even playing Kyler Murray? Like they are trying to do something that I think has never been done before is like reinserting a franchise quarterback on the fly in November for a team that's saddled with a top two draft pick with huge deficiencies all over the roster. I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult landmine to navigate. And I like they're not doing it well right now. Let's get back to these super chats. If we could, Damon Dog, we've got over 400 of you like this video. Let's get this for, uh, video to 400 likes so we can make our voices heard. Uh, should the Arizona Cardinals dabble on some YouTube uh, viewing later this evening? Alex, dollar ninety nine. You need an ass kicker on both sides of the line. I think BG, that goes without saying. You need somebody that can turn up the heat on both sides of the football. That and you need you got to find you, you need leaders on this team. Yeah, you need somebody that's going to reach down and get people to play. I mean, what we saw today looked like there was no desire to be out there on a Sunday afternoon for a football game. No. Our guys was just trying to get to the end of the game and get out. Yeah. Cabo I mean, tickets. It, I mean, it, and we you still got five weeks to play. Yeah. You can't put this on tape for five more weeks. This this is unacceptable. Uh, yeah. It's it's humil- They got humiliated today. It's in the show title. That was a humiliation. Uh, I feel bad for the people that went to the game. Jeff Underhill, $1.99. Enthusiasm for 2024 taking a major hit. Agreed. You got. I mean, you can't limp to the finish line and put put out a couple more of these before the end of the year's ultimate stinkers, and then do the rah rah press conference in January. Like that only goes so long. Like we gave you the benefit of the doubt for the Cleveland game because you sacrificed Clayton Tune to Miles Garrett and company. But it's like, no, no, no. This is the season 2.0. You've got Kyler Murray, and you've lost two straight, but you've been embarrassed, and you're getting worse offensively. And the defense is hanging on for dear life because they didn't want to address depth. They didn't want to add to the payroll. They wanted to get by with what they had, and this is kind of what's left of it. I mean, they're just the draft is going to be the situation with Kyler is really just going to be determined by where they're picking in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, it, it's so black and white, and we try to make it gray, but it's like, you know, we've talked about it. He wins enough games, they're not going to take a quarterback. If he doesn't and he looks bad, they're going to take a quarterback. That's it. That's the, and, uh, fair or not, that's what they're going to do. That guy, Angelo, one eighty-seven, two dollars. Kyler in the O line couldn't even handle the twos. That was embarrassing. That those those last couple possessions when it's their twos, Kyler. Like I looked at Britton after that one play to start. I think like their second to last drive, he's like scrambling around with pressure and then throws it like five yards behind the line of scrimmage for a loss. I'm like, what are we even doing here? This doesn't even look like an NFL offense. No, and it, I mean it's. Play, I, mean, I, I, I don't want to keep going back to play calling, but play calling is just like what what was drawn up on that play that it went so bad downhill that your check down isn't even where Kyler thought the check down was supposed to be. He looked to the right to check it down to his running back, but somehow his running back did a complete flip and was on the left side of the field. 
Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was going to be a sack either way. Mm-hmm. Now you just get a completion for a five yard loss, ten yard loss, whatever you wanted to do. People are confirming Kyler was limping at the end of the game. Like that's just that's just not good for anybody. Like because I think he's going to try to play through it, whatever it is. He's getting beat up, but I think a lot of that's predicated on the play calling. We're going to talk to our guy Bo Brock here from State Farm Stadium in a little bit, but in the meantime, let's get back to your super chats. Four C thirty three two dollars. I think you still have to draft. BPA, Marvin Harrison Jr., I I would prefer that. Uh, absolutely. And he fixes a lot of what ails you right now. The Cardinals have a receiver pro- problem. Like, I, we teased, teased that all week. We got some pushback. Like, today was evident. Very As a former evident. NFL receiver yourself, like, what are you seeing from this receiving core that they're doing and, most importantly, they're not doing? Well, there's just no separation being com- – I mean, nothing, there's none. None whatsoever. You can't win games and you can't win matchups at receiver if you can't create separation. I mean, by the time Kyler gets the ball in his hand, yes, he's under pressure. But then he looks downfield, and one's not open. Yep. The two reads not open. The three reads not open. By the time he's trying to check it down, he's got four guys in his face. So, I mean, you lack size, right, especially with with Michael Wilson being out. You lack size outside, Mm -hmm. right? You cut DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the season. You chose to do that. You chose to cut DeAndre Hopkins because you said, "Mm, maybe he doesn't fit. Maybe we don't want to pay I mean, I don't know the reason, but doing that, you made your number one a five foot ten receiver mm-hmm. who has speed. I get it, speed kills. But when speed can't create separation and can't come down with the ball, the fifty fifty balls in the air, which we saw again this week, one hit him in the hands, hit him in the chest, and went to the ground. Yep. Right now, you go back to look at that. I have a DeAndre Hopkins in the game. I have a fifty fifty ball in the air. Chances are he's coming down with that one-on-one with the defensive back. Is am I going to say 100% of the time? No. But you saw it. You played the Bills, what, two or three years ago. It was a Hail Mary. Yep. Right? Should he have caught that ball? Hell no. He was triple teamed. But he came down with it. You have nothing in your arsenal at receiver right now that can do that. You equipped your your young re- the quarterback at the time with a playmaker, and I think – Listen, we I've gone in on Hollywood Brown enough this week. You know, give the guys some some grace. He did have 88 yards in an NFL yeah, game today, did. but I Against mean, just, twos, he had 60 of it. So yeah. I don't want to hear it. I know it's they don't have a number one receiver, and I think at the same time, maybe they don't have a number two receiver. You're essentially lining up out there on offense with Britton Golden as your number one receiver. Well, I would lo- I would take that no, over what I saw not. today. Yes, I would. Yes, Britton I would. Have you seen this guy? Flat forty. No, right he, it's not getting you anywhere. This guy's money on Instagram. Uh, speaking of money, make some money with our friends at BetMGM. Bet ten, get two hundred. We're going to be at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Long next weekend. Early kickoff against the Pittsburgh Steelers. In the meantime. Johnny's picks did all right today. Hit the over on 20, uh, 225 and a half uh, passing yards for old K1. Didn't hit my Cooper Cup uh, first touchdown. Uh, Higby stole the first two touchdowns of the game. Over, over uh, ended up hitting over my under. Uh, didn't love that. But I, I, I did think that the Cardinals were going to have a tough time in this game. You're going to have a, a great time. Not a tough time with our friends at BetMGM. Bet 10, get 200. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS or Android device. Visit betmgm.com. Sign up with bonus code PHNX. Going to get at least, I'm sorry, you bet at least $10. bucks. you are going to get $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Again, one for three today for your boy. Take my L's. At least, at least I'm man enough to admit when I was wrong today. Let's see if the Cardinals can admit where they were wrong. I'm going to tell you what I'm not wrong about, though. Go into betmgm.com. Check them out, the sports book. Check out the show notes for full details. My dear, dear friend, Shane Diefenbach, 
He's back today. I shouldn't have him do this in person. I don't even know. He's not behind me, so he actually just left. But he's going to do this now in the disclaimer below. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Uh, after a day like today, it could turn a man to, to some, some strong drinks. And again, like, be responsible, but do what you got to do when you watch a team get bludgeoned like the Arizona Cardinals today. I'm going to tell you right now, Four Peaks, the official beer of PHNX, can't, can't do you wrong. They've got tremendous kilt lifter, pumpkin porter, still in stock, still in season. My favorite beers, my favorite brewery as is the PHNX family here. PHNX, the proud partner of Four Peaks, getting the fall state of mind, nutmegs, allspice, toasted pust- uh, crusted pie, uh, top shelf with the pumpkin porter. You absolutely love to see that. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find the nearest brewery to you. They've got tours, events. We had our draft party there next year. Maybe we have it there this year. Uh, but regardless, the setup in Tempe is, is first class. If you're not with us, Great place to watch a ball game. Got to be 21 years or older to dabble with Four Peaks. Do so responsibly. Uh, crack open a cold one. We need it today. Uh, might not. I mean, by the time I get home, I might not drink them responsibly. But I'll be at home. <laughs> I won't do anything irresponsible. That's right. Just sit in a chair and look at the wall and have a pumpkin porter. Uh, more entertaining what we saw to, today. We got by the numbers. Ready to rock and roll, Damon Dog. Yes, we do. There it is. Buy the numbers from our friends, Desert Financial Credit Union. Uh, look away. I'm hideous. As Kramer from Seinfeld once said, one of the most egregious box scores you will ever see. The Cardinals is actually bloated from the fourth quarter, Britain, And a lot of that damage for the L.A. Rams happened in about three quarters. I mean, it's just it's hideous, isn't it? Oh, it's disgusting. And the thing is, you got beat so bad and didn't turn the ball over. You didn't turn it over. <laughs> I mean, you feel like that's like the case win, every I mean, week. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you're winning the turnover battle. Yeah. What's that saying? Yeah. You're Ta- winning it. You're talent, not giving coaching. it away. Oh, 100%. All of that is. You don't have number one guys out there right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, period. You don't have guys that are not. You have no all pros on your football team. Right I mean, not to, outside of Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Aaron, but like you offensively, you have a franchise quarterback. That can be an all-pro. Yeah. We Have we seen it? No. We have not seen all-pro Kyler Murray at all. But he can be. But yeah. outside of that, you have no wide receiver that's an all-pro. Mm-hmm. No. Not even close. There's no. nobody in that receiver room that you're sitting there and saying, he's an all-pro. He's a pro bowler. We can do that. Nobody in there can do that. Here, Here's what I'll say about the anti-Kyler Murray people, and there are, there are plenty. It's like, look at what happened with – the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. They gave Dak Prescott support up front of the offensive line. They gave him CeeDee Lamb. They traded for Brandon Cooks. They ha- he has Tony Pollard. Like, I think a lot of people would say Kyler Murray is more physically talented than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott might win the MVP this year. He's in the top three with our friends at BetMGM in, ter- in terms of odds. Especially like, these last four weeks yeah. of the season. I mean, it's like a lot of it. And Dak's 30 years old. Kyler's four years younger than him. He should have more good football left. It's like the supporting cast means something. Like it's not everything, but you got a quarterback coming off a torn ACL with a bunch of small receivers 
against, you know, a top five coach in Sean McVay and Aaron Donald. Like, like I, I'm frustrated, but I'm also like, I think Kyler Murray has a lot of good football left in him. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Drake May, who can't beat a Virginia team that has two wins on the season, completing 50% of his throws is the answer. Like, if, if you guys can tell me definitively that Caleb Williams or Drake May is going to be the next Josh Allen or the next, you know, Joe Burrow, then, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's make that deal. I'm ready to run up to the podium now. Nobody can tell me that. I don't want Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not you, dude. That's don't say that. That's 47 interceptions don't say in that. two years. Did, they, did they win today? They, they're, Are they? They're losing by three. Or they're winning by three. So, at worst, it's going to overtime. I, I, for me, it's just, at the end of the day, it's like, I watch, like, seriously, watching Dak Prescott and his limitations gives me hope that they get the shit right around Kyler Murray. He can do that. He can do that the exact same thing, if not more so. Cardinals supporting cast is not good. Like, you can go and to over the cap and look at the stats and look at the statistics and look at the money. They're paying a lot of people they shouldn't be paying. Like, Zach Ertz is making big-time money this year. He's not playing for this team. You got a good tight end. You got a good running back. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, and James Conner hasn't been available. Parts. He had six carries today. What was, what was up with that? I just Rondell Moore. I don't think has a future with this team. Not to be blunt, I think Hollywood Brown. I, I don't even know what you do with Hollywood Brown at this point. I, 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 you're not paying him real money. You said on the on the pregame show, it's like vet minimum money, and that that's, that's always going to get right now. That and it feels doesn't about if right it's here or anywhere else. Well, what he's putting on tape against number one DBs. Yeah. Uh, Scratch the second team DBs he went against in the garbage time and had 45, 50 yards receiving. Scratch that out. Yeah. Against the number ones who, yes, they're good players. Everybody in the NFL is a good player. Yeah. Right? I can't put that. But if you can't go out there and put up numbers against a number one corner, you're not going to be a number one receiver. Yeah. No, it's. And you definitely ain't getting more than vet minimum if no. you can't produce. He just, can I, it, it sounds harsh to say. Hollywood Brown is just not a, a winning player for this franchise right now. Like he, you said it during the game. Like when was the last time he made a big time play, a big time catch, like that transcended the box score? Not like, a not a drag that you got fifteen extra yards right. to catch with. I'm talking about the one that you put on the ground today. Made a move up, on somebody. You went up. The ball hits you in the hands. It's a fifty fifty ball, and you dropped it. Didn't get hit. Didn't get knocked out. You dropped it. So, I mean, it's. There's no yak ability. There's no 50-50 jump ball ability. There's not even, I don't even think there's straight line speed ability where it's like Deshaun Jackson going over the top. It's just, he's a, I, I, I would venture to say right now you've got an average NFL receiver and you don't pay big money for that. And it's also, as BKSD TV says, like he does not fit what they want from Whitehouse. Does Kyler Murray fit what they want at quarterback? We're going to talk about that. Um, but first I want to remind everybody, with our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. It's my favorite credit union. I use it personally. Uh, I've used it for the past couple of years since we moved to the desert. They are fantastic. The official credit union, the Arizona Cardinals, for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community, providing, uh, providing financial solutions that make lives better. They've got everything, folks. Checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Represent the Red Sea. I know it's tough today to represent the Red Sea, but real fans know it. I'm repping the Red Sea today. Do it with your debit card. They've got an official Arizona Cardinals Visa debit card. Show your team spirit 
Open a free checking account online. It's super easy. It's done in minutes. You get your debit card through the mail. Go to desertfinancial.com slash cardinals to get started. Wait, wait, wait. What's your take on this Kyler Murray situation? Have we reached a point where people should be worried? Or is it just part of the... Uh, is he a victim of circumstance given his ACL and the supporting cast? What's your opinion on this? 100% should be worried. You're not getting the production that you want out of him. Don't get me wrong. I love Kyler. I like Kyler. I like what he can do. I like what he can bring to a football team. But you're not getting the production, right? And a lot of it is on him. A lot of it is on play calling. There's nothing you can do. So to say that I'm sitting here, I'm not worried. Yes, Kyler's going to be a starter. Do I want Kyler to be the starter? 100%. I do. I like him. But if he can't get the job done, you obviously have to move on, right? And does not do people? A lot of people want it, but I mean, at the same thing, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning, right? Is it going to be the same people in this chat if we do move on? Is this, is will it be the same people in this chat that when it's failing again with a rookie, what's the excuse? Oh, he's a rookie. Kyler wasn't a rookie. Okay, sounds good. But if the play calling is the same and it's the same situation, when do you turn around and say? Shit, maybe it wasn't Kyle. Yeah. Right? We're not winning. I mean, we said the same thing with Josh Dobbs in the center. He looked good early. Then and then he worse. looked bad. Yeah. And it got worse, and it got worse, and it got worse. And everybody was like, man, including us. We were like, Dobbs ain't the answer. Yeah. But then Dobbs goes to Minnesota. He has no idea what any play call is in the book, and he wins a game. Right? And then he comes back out the next week and performs and wins another game. Right? We saw Kyler Murray came back in his debut. Offense looked phenomenal. Yeah. We went great. We worked. Week two, offense didn't look so good. Do we miss passes? Yes, Dobbs missed passes. Everybody misses passes, right? Patrick Mahomes misses passes. Far less than, you know, the majority of them, but they miss passes, right? The situation here is where we're looking at, we've had success early with the quarterbacks, albeit Clayton Toon, he was a sacrificial lamb. Let's just go from there. But with Dobbs, we saw success early, fell off. Play calling looked like shit going down forward. He didn't make the plays he had. It looked bad. K1 comes back. We look good. First game. Second game, no. Third game, no. Where are we looking at? What are we going to go? Like, at some point, play calling has to be looked at. And and my thing is, look, if it continues to get worse and Petsing is here next year and we have a new quarterback, I'm telling you, everybody in this chat right now is saying Ky- Kyler ain't the answer. If it looks the same with a new quarterback, what are you going to say? Because don't come back and say, oh, well, but, but. no, no, you look like an idiot. They, the Cardinals are are in the two spot of the NFL draft until they win another game. Like, that can't be changed. They, they're they 2 and 10. They're going to pick top three. <laughs> if that happens, then we're talking about Drake Mayer, Marvin Harrison Jr. as a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Like, we're, we're going to do a lot of draft prep, but in the end, it's going to come down to with their first pick, a quarterback. F- from Chapel Hill or a transcendent, maybe Hall of Fame wide receiver, that is going to be, oh man, I, I'm not even ready to have that discussion with with our fan base yet because it's going to be it's going to be absolutely brutal. What's not brutal is these uh, super chats. You guys are fantastic. Let's fire off some more, shall we? Uh, like this video. 400 likes is the goal today. Piece of Yoshi, five dollars. Uh, thank you so much. I blame Derek Montoya. <laughs> he made a Kyler COD joke. Oh, that's in poor taste, and it all went downhill from there. Yeah. Let's ban him from uh, engaging with our franchise, can we? That that I would that would mean a lot to me. <laughs> Shane Dollar ninety nine, uh, thank you so much. Disagree if AZ picks two. AZ will not take me a QB. I I think it's going to be a big topic of discussion. Uh, Shane, I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. I hope that's the direction they go. 
Um, I don't think they trade down. I think maybe like you could do a trade down with if New England's like three, you could do a swap. But I, You're I would not say trading down. If well, you trade down, well, you it trade, just looks bad. Well, you, if, if it's a two and a three, understandable. Right. If it's still a top five pick, I no. get it. But I don't think that you you're in the top blow, three. If you're in the top three and you blow a chance of getting a Marvin Harrison Jr. type, a Keon Coleman type from Florida State, or I can't even tell you the dude's name at LSU, but he's got ridiculous yeah, he's numbers big time. too. Malik so, I mean, if, yep. if you if you take a chance in trading down and lose one of those guys, thinking, "Oh, I might get him," I mean, think about it. We could have traded up in 2017, yeah, and gotten a Patrick Mahomes yeah. or a, you know, I'll be it. Sean Watson, some bad shit happened with him. He's but a great player. At the time, Once upon he time. was a great, he was a great football player. Yeah, right. So it's, I, I think, I, I think, think you have to take the best available. I think if they're picking second, and if he's there, you better take Marvin Harris. Oh man, or yeah. somebody of that caliber. Well, because you need it. Come on, people, you need it. There are people in the in the draft field that never do this. Telegraphed it nine months out that. There are three players that are going to go top three, and it's already predetermined, uh, which is crazy. And we know who those, those three players are. Trenton Smith, 499. JG gets a pass for this year. Do you think Tre- Drew Petzing gets a pass for this year as well? Uh, I agree with that first half. I think, listen, G- Gannon's shown us enough offense, uh, defensively. I think you, you should be encouraged. Drew Petzing, I could definitely see being on the hot seat. He, if he will get a pass because, I mean, let's face it. We we don't make the greatest decisions upstairs in this in this organization. Well, they, they don't want to fire a first year quarterback. But if it looks, I'm telling you, if it looks the same, whether it's the same quarterback under center or not, if it looks the same, where it looks good in week one and falls down after that, and the play, I mean, come on. Well, today I, ruined. Today made. I was irritated all all day. It was unwatchable. We had Kyler under center in the first. I mean, I've said this five hundred times in all three segments. We first possession. First possession, he's under center. Yeah. You hand the ball off. You get five yards. You hand the ball off. You get three yards. You do play action. Get Kyler Murray out you of the pocket. You boot him out. Yep. You find a Trey McBride. You find a Greg Dortch. You get seven to 12 yards of play. And it works, and you move 80 yards down the field and get a touchdown. And then we say, let's go back to Oklahoma and put him in the gun and go crazy. That's when the game was lost. They had back-to-back possessions where they, I think they went three and out and – uh, five of the six plays were shotgun. More of the story, yes, Petson should be on the hot seat. He will be on the hot seat. I texted somebody during— He won't get fired, though. I don't think he'll get fired. Unless, I mean, if they get shut out like the next three weeks, something extreme would have to happen. Uh, I think there—listen, uh, he was Gannon's first choice. That's who he wanted. Like, number one, like, Nick Rallis was his top choice, too, defensively, and that's a different conversation. Nick's having success, I, I think, on that side of the ball— like, I think they're going to be able – it would be hard to fire Drew Petzing, and he's been inept, don't get me wrong, without having Kyler Murray all year. Like, if Ky, if this is the Cardinals and they are they have this record with Kyler Murray since week one, then you fire Drew Petzing on the spot. But it's like they're going to give Drew Petzing an entire offseason. Now, will it be with Kyler Murray or will it be with somebody else? I don't know. Part The, the part of this equation that makes the Kyler Murray situation very difficult is – that he's owed $52 million next year. He has a $52 million cap hit. Uh, Super Chats, let's get back to him. So, like, we need to see a $52 million player. Mm. Rents, wrenches and rants, $1.99. BG, you did catch the ball, if I recall. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. I don't remember any drops from Brandon. Yeah, I, uh, I never saw one. Because there weren't very many passes. <laughs> you made the most of your opportunities. You're like our guy, Greg Dorch. Milwaukee Braves, nine ninety nine. Might be jumping the gun. I'm at the point I'm done with pets. Seeing dudes play calling is more head-scratching moments than actual calls that make sense. Thought we got rid of Cliff already. 
It felt like Cliff Kingsbury last two weeks. I mean, that's – and again, like, I, I do think there's a temptation with Kyler Murray that Kyler Murray brings that you want to unlock Pandora's box and do a bunch of cool shit. How about just keep it simple? Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, they can't do that, if though. If it works, keep doing it. I mean, they, they were controlling the line of scrimmage. They had – Kyler Murray was 5-7 of seven his first drive, 60 yards. Like and if if your if your pushback was with the Rams made an adjustment, I'm still waiting for the Cardinals to make adjustments offensively. I have not seen it. They're I think the worst fourth quarter team in the NFL this year. Alex, uh, four ninety nine. Feel bad for the guys in the locker room. They're actually putting in the effort, not being rewarded. What's that like, BG? Like somebody like Jalen Thompson, who is having a a Pro Bowl type of season, and he looks around and is like. Some of these guys are either checked out or underperforming or being embarrassed. What, what do you make of that? It, it's it's got to be tough. Right, I was never a Pro Bowl player, so I don't know. But to play at the level that Jalen Thompson, that Buda Baker, that Dennis Gardeck, guys like that on the defense, Jonathan Ledbetter, guys like that, to play at that level and to come out every week and show heart and show passion and to get nothing out of it mm-hmm. has got to be completely demoralized. And I agree with that wholeheartedly because, I mean, they're all going to put on a face – and say, look, man, we just got to move on to next week because that's what good players do. That's what good leaders do. Yeah. But deep down, you're going to go home, and whatever it is that helps you drown your sorrows, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to because at that point, if, you vo- if you're vocal about it, now you look like a selfish player, right? And now, oh, he doesn't care about the team. He only cares about himself if you're vocal. And we see it every week. You know, people want to hear it. I, I love hearing when players come out and say things. Right? The Jamar Chase thing before they came out here and absolutely demolished us, where I'm always open, give me the ball. I love hearing that. Right? Now, don't take it to a level where it looks cocky, but once you say that, boom, and when you back it up. Yep. Honestly, I, 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 would, I, I need Buddha to do it. I mean, I know people don't want to hear it, but hell, Buddha, come out and say it. Tell, tell us what's wrong, tell us what you want, and go to there because this is unacceptable. I think it's a talent level on defense, and I think it's a, a scheme coaching quarterback deficiency problem right now offensively and then the receivers are, are just too small let's get back to these super chats as we await Bo Brock who we're being told is awaiting Kyler Murray that'll be interesting Thomas $10 thank you so much and then follows up with another super chat for $10 thank you so much Thomas it'd be it costs uh, $10,000 in super chats to explain <laughs> everything that's wrong well Agreed. I think you, you got that right save your money though that's yeah. crazy don't spend the <laughs> I mean, we we, we, you we appreciate right the, the 20 bucks. Uh, and again, like this team right now, it's just a lot of bad football. Like I told you when I got here today, I'm like, I just want to watch good football. And, you know, we it's nice when we watch like I, I don't have huge investment in college football in terms of like wins or losses. I, I root for the Arizona teams, but like it's just nice to watch like a competitive football game. Right. Like the Bama Auburn game and the Iron Bowl. This is a competitive game, right? I look forward to, you know, there's a good game going on right now. NFC versus AFC, Bills, Eagles. Like, just good, competent football. I want the Cardinals to get back to that point. Like, engaging football for four quarters, minimal penalties, you're sound on both sides of the ball, you don't make stupid decisions, you're well coached. Like, a lot of teams and franchises, frankly, take that for granted. And, like, the Cardinals just... They can't get out of their own way. Now, I, I, again, I think a lot of it is, is talent deficiencies. They're not very talented. We, we preached on that all year. It's why they have 13 draft picks next next spring. But, man, this this team right now is just can't get out of their own way. They're getting worse, and that's the opposite of what you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you're bad to begin with, it's not good that you're getting worse. Yep. That's not what you want to see. You want to see some type of improvement, which we thought we were getting after that Atlanta game. 
We thought we were seeing improvement. We did see improvement against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I said it to you before the before this last post game show. I said we should have seen the writing on the wall when we beat Atlanta by three points at the end of the game. Like they're very limited, and so are the Cardinals. Very limited. We're both very limited in talent and capability to put game or just winning plays on the field. Uh, so this is from uh, PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. If you're not following, what the heck are you doing? Check it out. Uh, this Jonathan Gannon, a clip of JG saying the offense for the Arizona Cardinals lacked rhythm, and he wants to see a better pass rush balance going forward. Again, like James Conner, six carries in that game. That's that's just an egregious, egregious error. Like I, I get it. You go where the game dictates, but James Conner looked good on that first drive. It was breaking tackles. Kyler Murray off an ACL against Aaron Donald and company asked to throw the ball 45 times. Like, get the hell out of here. Like, yeah, the Rams dominated time of possession, but they ran the ball effectively. They had 33 carries for 228 yards. They averaged almost seven yards per carry. Mm. Like, the Cardinals just... I, I, I thought after that first possession, BG, I know you too, I'm like, oh, they figured it out. Like, they know what they're doing. They put an emphasis on under center this week. Um, now you got people like... K1 in the chat saying Gannon is not the guy. Like, you you take one step forward and then three steps back. Like, people are going to be questioning whether or not this is a good fit. No. I mean, and it's, like you said, it's week after week at this point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can debate who's going to be quarterback next year all day long mm-hmm. in the chat, between us, us against the chat. But it's going to be somebody. Yep. I mean, somebody's going to be quarterback, and at the end of the day, it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. And if it's bad, we're going to be sitting right back here in these seats looking at the same people tell us, ah, why did we do this? I've seen Kyler Murray do it before, though, and that's what gives me hope he can do it again. Let's get back to these Super Chats, if we could. Damon Dog doing a tremendous job today, like every day. Dylan Richards, 499. JG said adaptability and progress were the foundation with him. Adapting isn't happening. Regressing, not progressing. Love you, BGJVPH. Next, appreciate you, Dylan, friend of the program. He's right. I mean, it, listen. At the end of the day, and it's like what we just touched on. Like, you're if you, if you can't keep guys engaged, I know it's tough this late in the season. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Like, do the Rams, those players in that locker room, think the Rams are winning anything this year? No. Like, and they got a fifty million dollar quarterback. Why are they able to figure it out? Who's been up and down on the injury report this year? It's not ineffective. Like, you got out coached by Sean McVay today. For a team that, I, I mean, like, Rams are probably going to end up with, what, like seven, maybe eight wins. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not doing anything this year. And, and you thought today they were playing like like it was a playoff game to them. Like, the, inten- the intensity for the Cardinals was not there today. Like, there have been days where the Cardinals matched the intensity of, like, the Niners and the Cowboys, and it's just they just didn't have the talent to hang. It's like Bo Brock said on our pregame show. Cardinals are in the same weight class you would think, theoretically, talent-wise, with the L.A. Rams. Sure, shit didn't look like it today. Mm-mm. No. And, that, I mean, we talked about pregame, how we thought the Cardinals could win this football game. Yeah. I 100% You thought they were going to win, like, handedly. I thought the Cardinals could win this football game very easily. And they got beat very easily. They got, I mean, they got smoked. I mean, it, they look like you put your B team against a team that looks like I mean they made the, the Rams look like they're they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, you would think that the Rams team we saw today was in route to another Super Bowl. I mean, run. hell, what what? Kieran Williams alone I think had more yards total than the Cardinals did. I mean, you take away the garbage time yards that last drive. Yeah. Kieran Williams had as much yards offensively as the Cardinals did. Full team. 
Oh, man. David, Super Chat, 499. He's got back-to-back here. Thank you so much, David. We forget that Kyler is a generational talent. Look at the throws over the past several years. Serious accuracy, even when he throws off balance. The problem, though, is that's not evident right now today. No. And I think, in my opinion, if he's healthy, I'm choosing to chalk it up with discomfort in this offense, discomfort with his receiving core, and it just kind of feels like he's just trying to make a play, and he's sometimes doing too much. He also had playmaking receivers that he could get away with. I mean, don't get me wrong. His accuracy pre-knee, his accuracy was there. Yeah, it was elite. He had the arm. He had the accuracy. He had the ability to escape the puck. He still has those. I just don't think he has trust in throwing that ball down the field. Now, don't get me wrong. He's thrown some bad balls. He's thrown some ducks. There's something on his hand. He's got tape, something on his hand, so something's wrong with his hand. And he's too. limping now. He's limping. There's there's obviously something wrong. Is it an excuse? No, I'm not making an excuse for poor throws. I'm not making any way. You're playing in the NFL game, which means you think you can go out there and give everything and look good. So at that point, if you know you can't, then there's something. But, I mean, it's to the point where now I don't think he has trust in downfield. I mean, think about it. He could throw that thing up. He had DeAndre Hopkins down there. I mean, he had a back end of career A.J. Green. Yeah. I mean, he had guys with size that could go out there and get the football, even if it wasn't a great ball, and he doesn't have that. The reason why this decision with Kyler Murray will be so polarizing is that if it's not just if you take Kyler Murray or you don't draft a quarterback. Like This decision will have ripple effects for Gannon and Austin Ford's career for the for the next five years. Like This is... This is probably awesome. These GMs, they get one shot at this for the most part. Coaches, it just kind of ebbs and flows. But, like, you got to be 100% convinced that you can win with him mm-hmm. and that you can win with his his salary and his financial commitment. I, 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 I believe that they think they can. But, again, it's like if you pass on a position to take Caleb Williams or Drake May, you do not think about, well, we're going to be in a position just to remedy it next April. We'll just we'll go draft another quarterback top five like that doesn't work like that like you either you're either all in with Kyler for the for 2024 and beyond or you move on like that and that's going to be a very difficult decision to make but again like I still think it leans to they keep Kyler Murray I think Kyler Murray unless things get worse which they can always can and he can get more banged up I think right now though they would still I know Jonathan Gannon I can tell you this definitively loves Marvin Harrison Jr. and would take Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and so you can sell that to the fan base, to the players. Kyler's going to get an entire offseason. He was stripped of that because of the injury. He's going to work with Drew Petsy, and they're going to be lockstep. We're going to get Marvin. We're going to get a right tackle or a left tackle to go with Paris Johnson. We're going to beef up the offense. You know, He'll take care of the defense. Like I, I still think that's the way they end up going. But it, until we have definitive answer on that, until they say Kyler's our guy and we know they're not going to trade him to take Drake May like Everything's up in the air. Like, I, I, I think I think if they were picking number one, it would be more difficult because of the perception of Caleb Williams and, and a true generational prospect. Like, Drake May struggles in the ACC. He's got the tools, but, like, I, Caleb struggles to win games, but every week he's putting up, but like, he's 500. Right, that. and he's got the throws. Like, if they're—I don't think the Cardinals—I don't think Carolina's winning another game, and even if they did, they'd have to win two more to jump the Cardinals in the standings. We're going to get to that. Cardinals lose out. I, I, that's the only way we're going to have a conversation about Drake May. Well, and that, and going back to the quarterback situation, none of us are general managers, so we can debate and talk shit to each other all we want to about you know what they should do, what's going to happen. Yeah. If they choose to draft a quarterback, they choose to draft the quarterback. 
right? That's they're gonna have to figure that situation out. But you owe Kyler million Kyler Murray fifty million dollars next year. So you're either standing on your ground and keeping him, or you're doing the dancing, trying to find somebody else to do it. But I'm just saying this now. I'm not having a conversation with none of these people next year if it's the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to take Drake it. May. He's your quarterback for at least like the next you got three, three, four three years. to four years. Yeah. Right? And if it looks bad to begin with and doesn't get better. We saw how that worked out this year for Carolina. Hmm. I mean, when it goes south, it can go south fast. Play calling is huge for whether it's a veteran quarterback or a rookie quarterback. And you saw that in Carolina. You got a number one guy who looked really good in college. Bryce Young was a really good quarterback in college. Play calling, whether it's play calling or just his talent, it can only be determined by what's going on in that locker room. Like we can, we can, like I said, we can debate it, we can say whatever we want, but you know, got a bite from Kyler Murray uh, at Bo Brock on Twitter saying, uh, point blank, we just got our ass kicked today uh, on the team, uh, failing to compete against the LA Rams. I think that's a good way to put it. From the franchise quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, let's get back to these super chats here. As we await Bull Brock, Easton, four ninety nine. need Marvin Harrison Jr. in a Cards uniform ASAP, no Rocky. He looked pretty good against Michigan yesterday. Could have easily just dressed him today for the franchise. I mean, could have just trotted him out at X receiver today. I mean, it wouldn't have hurt you. Probably Sorry, you. Hollywood. We got, we're just going to let number 18 take over. I mean, he's going to go for the 50-50 ball and probably come down with it. Dan T, $2 Super Chat, something that's become a little bit more in vogue to say. Goodbye, Kyler Murray. Hello, Drake May. Listen, I'm not going to poo-poo that. It's not my choice, but I mean, it would be naive to say for a team that has two wins, two it's generational quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's on the table. I hate that it is. Uh, we got Bo Brock standing by, but before we get to Bo Brock, I want to remind everybody, Circle K. How can you not love Circle K? It's America's thirst stop. Save three cents per gallon every day. Become a member of the inner circle. Twenty-five cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. New free membership program. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply. I filled up yesterday for a fraction of what I would have paid at a competitor. Check out participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Live from the Arizona Cardinal press box at State Farm Stadium it is our dear, dear friend. Co-host of Pitch Next Cardinals, Bo Brock. We thought this would be a celebratory mood today on the post-game show, yet it is a funeral-like atmosphere at State Farm Stadium. Bo Brock, walk me through the last four quarters of non-competitive football and where the Arizona Cardinals go from here. Yeah, I mean, where do they pick up the pieces? Where do they begin? Because it was just a dismantling at the hands of of Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think that there's a single facet of the game that you can point to and say, hey, that was acceptable football from the Arizona Cardinals because none of it was. It's just a brutal performance offensively, defensively. The team struggled, obviously, on special teams. You had the field goal wiped off the board with the holding call. Then you missed brutally on another field goal attempt. There just wasn't one area that you could say, hey, man, the Cardinals, at least they played well there. I mean, this was just... This was unacceptable, and it, you know that's what kind of Jonathan Gannon conveyed in the post-game press conference. He said it starts with him. They're going to have to reevaluate how they even prepare for each and every week because when it gets to this point, you pretty much have to reevaluate every single thing. Mm. Agreed. I mean, everybody's. I mean, at this point, like you said, everybody's on in the evaluation process. I don't care who you are, what position you play, what your name is, right? Everybody's being evaluated right now. And 
if you don't put good shit on tape at this point, you're probably not going to be here next season. I mean, the way they lost was so damning because at times it felt non-competitive. Like, I, did you get a sense this was coming? Like, it, I don't want to use the, the Q word with quit, but mm-hmm. I mean, like you said it on the pregame show. I thought you put it well with the Rams being they should be in the same weight class as the Arizona Cardinals with only four wins, yet it was not a fair fight. Sean McVay just, I mean, taking JG and company to the woodshed today. Good. But let's let's focus on the offensive side because the defense, I mean, I'm going to put most of that on talent. They're missing so many players, and the offense didn't do them any favors. Like, what did Gannon say? What did Kyler Murray say? Like, how are they going to fix this? Is it fixable in the next five weeks, especially with Pittsburgh yeah. on deck? Yeah, and that's a great question. And it did, you know, I mean, as far as which direction they're going to go, I think that they're at kind of not even a crossroads. It's uh, starting fresh with where how to kind of diagnose really where it went wrong and then where do they go from there because I think that, that nobody was expecting this. Like, obviously, you saw week one with Kyler back in the offense and you're encouraged by that. Week two, you saw some good things, but they fell short. And this was just they couldn't compete. You know, they were playing a little backyard football at the end of the game where it's just like, hey, go out there, get open, where there was really, once again, no rhythm to this offense. That's really what Jonathan Gannon laid out. There was no rhythm. There was no balance. After the first drive, they went away from James Conner. You put this out on Twitter. You know, James Conner only had so many carries, not enough, right? And they weren't getting, obviously, that balance that they want offensively, and that's something that they're going to go back to the drawing board about. They want to find that balance just wasn't there beyond the first series offensively for, for this team. So, you know, this is one of those games where you can't stand to have it at this juncture of the season where, you know, obviously you aren't getting wins. You're not going anywhere postseason-wise, but to completely lose all momentum and completely hit the brakes or pull the parachute on that and, and have to reevaluate things at this point, I think was something that nobody anticipated. They thought, okay, they're going to compete with everybody. They might get some wins, but to come out here and just completely get – out-coached, out-effort, and then just out-played. Uh, I don't think anybody anticipated that, and that's why you know this is where they are right now as, a, as an organization really looking at themselves in the mirror. Damon Dog, we got Kyler Murray at the podium. We want to plug here. Uh, just moments ago, Kyler Murray speaking with Bo Brock uh, and the rest of the media as it relates to the offensive struggles, Bo, of this team right now and why it's just not good enough. I mean... Uh, we just gonna ask it. I mean, that was um, played a good football game last week. You know, won the week before, but this one was you know it's probably like first time all year we we just got beat you know uh, terribly. So uh, you know we got to flush it and move on. Got a good Pittsburgh Steelers team next week. Is he healthy, Bo? Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, I, I saw Hollywood Brown. He did. He looked like he just got out of a bar fight. I mean, he got. He just like. He just looked like he was. He got beat up and down the entire football field. What about uh, you know? He saw. Yeah, James Conner looked like he was healthy. He looked like Kyler Murray when we walked into the locker room. James Conner and, and Kyler Murray were having a deep discussion, and I think you know these are the two leaders of this locker room of this offense. And, you know, they're trying to figure out where to go from here. I mean, obviously, Kyler's told us at the podium just there, you know, you got to flush it. But I think you guys agree, like, this is not something that you just kind of flush and move on from. I think that this is where, okay, this is two back-to-back performances where this offense has been relatively stagnant. How do they kind of jumpstart things 
against on the fly against mm. one of the league's best defenses. I, I might tell you right now, it, it feels like this team with the momentum that they had, this was the first time as K1 mentioned, Bo, that it feels like they just were non-competitive. And I talked to Britton about it before you jumped on, like, is this a precursor of what's to come for these next five weeks? Like playoffs out of the question. You're struggling offensively worse than I think they've, they've struggled all year. You're getting worse. The defensive injuries have, have made that almost impossible to overcome. And the, and the, the teams on the schedule are some of the best in the NFL, certainly some of the best mm-hmm. in your own conference in Philadelphia and, and San Francisco. Like, do you get like a little bit of an apathy vibe from from those around the team right now? It's just like, oh, man, we just got to get through these next five weeks because I'm going to tell you what, like, uh, as Britt mentioned, like the evaluation process specifically on the offensive side, I think could be cruel and damning here to some high-profile players. If, if they don't turn this around, like, what do, you, what do you make of these next five weeks? What do they have to play for? Well, it's it's going to come down to who understands what's going on and who do, who's just trying to get through it, right? I think it's going to be conveyed, if it hasn't already been, from the front office to the coaching staff and then Gannon to the rest of the roster, like this is an evaluation. And you either show up and you try to fix things here and, and try to be a part of the solution or, you know, come the, the offseason, going, we're going to part ways with you and find somebody that can't. I mean, there's, there's going to be 17 games of tape now for the people that they brought in and people from the previous regime and they're going to make a decision on that. And I think that if, if they don't, if, if you're part of the group that is just trying to uh, put it on autopilot and just get it to the finish line, I don't think that, the, you know, the, I, the, they'll weed you out. They'll weed you out, and you'll see probably playing time slide, and, and you'll see uh, guys, once the offseason comes, uh, be sent packing. So I, I, I don't – I am not uh, – as bad as it, as it was overall, like I, I still have confidence that this coaching staff is going to – make sure that they figure out who's who, like that's that's the biggest part here is figure out who's moving forward with with this team beyond 2023 now speaking of that coaching staff let's hear from jonathan gannon uh just a few minutes ago but with you and the the rest of the media on frankly what happened today i mean you know i'm sure they made some plays but we gotta we gotta get in rhythm and get some first downs so we can sustain drives and we can get plays off that are good um, that accentuate our guys, you know, so it's hard when you're going three and out um, and then the scoreboard's ticking on the other side, you know, that's deflating. So we just got to find a better balance of getting in rhythm with the run and pass game um, and, and making sure that we're staying on the field a little bit to give ourselves a chance to score points. Six carries yeah, for James think, Conner, Bo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, he, I don't think he's sugarcoating that either. I mean, he, he'll get into some coach speak here and there, but you know, you got to stay on the field enough to, to give your defense a, some uh, a couple breathers there. We saw early in that, you know, after the first drive, the next two drives were three and outs. You put, and then it was a bad punt mixed in, and the Los Angeles Rams were able to capitalize on that and took advantage of the defense being a little bit uh, gassed, maybe short of breath. And obviously undermanned at this point, you just can't continue to give the opposing offense as many opportunities as they did uh, without your offense at least taking a few seconds off the clock uh, between defensive series for the Arizona Cardinals. A small silver lining uh, with the uh, results of today, both in the uh, early slate and the late slate with the Arizona Cardinals, the 2024 draft order. We're going to get to that as well as our Monty tracker. But first, 
Uh, Bo, can you tell us a little bit about what we got going on at gophnx.com right now as it relates to saving some deals, saving some money ahead of tomorrow's Cyber Monday? Yeah, get your hands on that Greg Dorch T-shirt right now. Officially licensed tee from Greg Dorch. One arm TD in the end zone today. The two short uh, celebration. Why not celebrate by what? Getting a uh, little money off the Greg Dorch T-shirt. You get it in your closet. Get it in your wardrobe right now. You can do that. Take advantage of the Cyber Weekend deals that continue on throughout today. Uh, you've got the uh, Bird Gang Till I Die. All that in the phnxlocker.com. Don't miss out on these deals right now because they are few and far between. It's your best opportunity to load up on all your favorite PHNX merchandise at the phnxlocker.com. Up to 90% off some of our T-shirts that we have in there. Obviously, you get $10 off hats. Don't miss out on these deals. Uh, yeah, we got a T-shirt. It's 99 cents on the website. Uh, I bought several. Uh, great stocking you stuffers. Can't get, you can't get rags to clean your car for 99 cents. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good-looking tee as well. It's, a, it's, it's got some nostalgia. It'll bring back some good times. Just for 99 cents, you can't get a – I don't think you can get a pack of gum for that any longer. Uh, you also – I don't know if you can get a lottery ticket for that. You can get a lottery ticket for a dollar, though, uh, via the Arizona Lottery. Scratchers, just $1.00. Perfect for everybody on your Christmas list, you know, that can play, obviously, is of age to play. Holiday scratchers from the Arizona Lottery make last-minute shopping easy. Perfect gift. They've got a dollar. They've got five, ten dollars. Biggest payouts up to $500,000. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. We're hoping to hit the jackpot, the 2024 NFL draft. Um, We're five weeks away from the draft order being set in stone. Before we get to the official order in the top ten, Let's dabble with our friend Monty Ossenford, who hasn't had much to smile about on the old Houston Texans tracker. How about that? Look, Monty's back after a three-game winning streak for the Houston Texans. Look at that sweet, sweet bald man. Home stretch here. And they got the Broncos on the horizon. Hell yeah, Broncos look good. Uh, Houston Texans are 6-5 and and right now picking 16th in the 2024 NFL Draft. Not terrible, Britain, especially when you consider this. They have the tiebreaker over all the other six and five teams because their strength of schedule is ass. Mm. So, again, we get them around 500. Like, that picks could squarely be – I think I said they were 16th. Uh, Buffalo just lost. So, right now they are 17th. 17th overall, still not terrible. Yeah, but I look at that schedule. Don't look at I, it. It's, look it away. I mean, outside of the Broncos and maybe Cleveland. Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee's not getting swept by the by Houston, are they? Will Levis? You get CJ Stroud and company like you've seen in the last few weeks. Yeah, it's it's looking it's looking grim for the Texas tracker. Well, here's the thing about Houston losing to Jacksonville today and Bo and Britain. Why that was so critical. Jacksonville wins the division. They automatically host a home game, and their draft pick by a result hopefully is better or is worse. Whereas like Houston would have to go on the road and play a tough team, and like maybe that's Kansas City. So it's like at the end of the day, I think the worst case scenario is like twenty three, twenty four. I I still think. Listen, you this, can get a good player. It's the first round. Yeah. You're going to get a good player either way in the first round. I think they're. I think it's going to be middle of the first round. Something tells me we're going to be sitting here and it's, we're going to be like, "Oh, Houston lost three of five to end the year, and they're going to be picking like 15th. Maybe, I think that's what's going to happen. But I just don't see them. Okay, losing three out of five. I, I don't want to hear. It. I got too much negativity in my life. They with got this the team Jets right now. in there. Come on, Jets might rally. Who Aaron Rodgers on one leg could happen. If not, if he's playing at MetLife Stadium, <laughs> that's true. 
All right, let's get to the the soup du jour here. Uh, Cardinals, where are they picking? Well, the same place they started the day, picking. Another loss, another saddle up to the number two spot, gentlemen. They lose out. They're picking second overall, uh, assuming Carolina. Carolina would have to win two more, not just one. Carolina would need two. They're at 1-10 right now, gentlemen. The Cardinals have a tougher strength of schedule. So if Carolina wins one of their next six games, remember, they have six because the Arizona Cardinals have a bye. The Cardinals would still pick second. If Carolina wins two of their next six games and the Cardinals lose out, the Cardinals will have the first overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. There is nothing that can stop that. Um, The only thing now that can switch it up a little bit, New England Patriots can leapfrog the Arizona Cardinals, I'm being told, on Tankathong's website if they lose out because of their strength of schedule. Their strength of schedule now is slightly worse because of the fact that Buffalo lost. They're at 539. All that to say, Bo, Britton, I think Cardinals have a date with a top three pick. You mentioned that. I feel pretty good about that happening, Bo. Yeah, and unfortunately, all scenarios, all positions are back on the table. you got to play your well, play yourself out of it. Every player on this roster, and that includes number one, Kyler Murray, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if the last two weeks didn't happen, I thought after, of course, game one, the debut, that we could see silence that conversation. But unfortunately, if the status quo in the last two weeks of that continue, uh, yeah, we're going to start to have to evaluate, take a very close look at this quarterback class, even though – those prospects have also kind of fallen on harder times than where they were at the start of the season. So, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate. But, look, I mean, a lot can change with just with better play uh, from the quarterback position. Uh, let's get to some of these super chats. You guys have been awesome. Thomas, $5. What's up with the underthrows and ducks? Something is wrong with Kyler. Also, play calling sucks. Bo, it, physically, did Kyler mention how he's feeling? Is there anything that's hampering him when he's trying to do his dropbacks? No, no. And people were asking about the footwork. The footwork is more kind of like where he starts. He starts right foot up uh, as far as in the shotgun or or taking the snap. You know, as far as where it sets up his footwork when he's about to throw the football, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, you know, inhibit what he's trying to do throwing the football. Yeah, that that first pass to Hollywood Brown, it was a shot. It was under center play. I think it was even a play action. And he tossed it downfield. And that thing, if I had a, I, I, I wanted to shoot it down out of the stadium because I was fearful it was going to get picked off. I thought Hollywood almost made a good play uh, pulling that one down and couldn't didn't hold on to it. But, yeah, it is strange to see as many poor throws come off the hand and, and out of the arm of uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, physically, last- no, I don't, I don't see any issues. I, I don't, he doesn't have any issues physically. Last six games for the New England Patriots, Chargers, Pittsburgh Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, and then they finish home against the New York Jets. Uh, and that, that game on January 7th could have significant impact as it relates to the top three picks in the 2024 NFL Draft. You guys are all our first-round picks today. Hit that like button. Getting final thoughts here. Britton Golden, uh, Arizona Cardinals, got taken to the woodshed today. Have to bounce back against Pittsburgh. That is very, very questionable offensively. Yet, we saw a team equally as kind of inept offensively in the L.A. Rams get right today. Like, do the Cardinals have the gusto to be able to turn around and make it a competitive game next weekend in Pittsburgh, severely undermanned against a defense right now in Pittsburgh that's hitting in all cylinders? I I mean, we've, we've got to see consistency from play calling and quarterback 
next week. If there's if if it looks the same, you're gonna have to look them both in the eye. You're gonna have to figure out what's the problem. Is it the quarterback? Is it the play calling? They've got to come out. They've got to they've got to do the consistency that we saw in the first drive. Put Kyler. I know I know he's not tall. He's not your prototype six five quarterback, six four quarterback. He's not. He doesn't have that height. But whether or not he's tall or not, you saw it work under center today. You saw a consistent offense that could move the ball and score points on the first drive today. So I think you have to, I mean, like you said, you talked about it at the end of the week, at the end of the game last week, all week you guys talked about the under center thing. When under when he was under center, we had production. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. moved the ball, and then we went back to the to shotgun and we didn't move the ball. Like you're going into a Steelers environment. I've played in that stadium. It is electric in there. They love their team, whether their team is 12 and 0 or 5 and whatever you want to call it. Those guys are good. They're a good football team. They're run by a great coach and they have a great defense. TJ Watt is an absolute serial killer yeah. on that <laughs> defensive line. And there's nobody in the NFL that can stop him. So you're going to have to find ways to get Kyler Murray out of the pocket, and it's not going to be in the gun. You've got to get him under center. You've got to run misdirection. You've got to run rollout play calls. You've got to have stuff in there that's going to get him out and away from TJ and find ways to get the ball out of there. So I think it's just you've got to have consistency. And like I said, there's got to be consistency between play calling and quarterback play. Bo, same yeah, question. I can put- I completely agree with BG there, no doubt about it. But I think you have to go to Pittsburgh with the mindset of we're going to feed our best player in this game. And it's a homecoming of sorts for James Conner. And this is going to be an opportunity for him to kind of show a lot of people that, that cheered him on growing up uh, to, to, to cheer again. And this is a Pittsburgh team that where if you can get them down, if you can get them in, in maybe a two-score ball game at any point, it, it seems insurmountable. Like, we saw – they won today, but I saw Deontay Johnson quit on a, on, a, on a play. I mean, completely quit on him. I mean, things are not well there offensively. And if, if the Arizona Cardinals can do it one possession at a time, because it really feels like offensively, Johnny and Britton, like they feel like they're trying to get it all back in one play. Mm-hmm. And if they can just do what BG outlined and get on their center and run the offense through James Conner, set up some nice things – you know, the play action, uh, and, and like we saw it open up, like Trey McBride was wide open in that first drive a couple plays. It opens up things for Hollywood Brown. Um, that it, it just, if you can just like string together one play and the two plays and the three plays and put together scoring drives, this Pittsburgh offense, it, it should still struggle even against the Arizona Cardinals defense that played poorly today. It's a big game for Kyler Murray. Like I, I Drew Petsy, you know, Bo Britton and I talked about it before you jumped on, like, Feels like he's he's kind of playing with nine lives, and uh, it was Gannon's first choice as an OC. Like I, I I don't see him seriously being considered to be replaced. I think that mm. they they would feel like they're doing him a disservice because they didn't have Kyler Murray all year. Here's the reality of the situation, though: is if Kyler Murray struggles against Pittsburgh next week, then you go into a bye, and then that's basically four months of talk and and whispers about is this guy done? Is this what we want? $52 million. Like you, We're three for three on this yeah. podcast. We feel like they should keep Kyler Murray and move forward with him. But I just feel like it's going to leave uh, a really kind of bad taste in people's mouths if he can't go out and at least perform a couple touchdowns, offensive drives that are sustainable. 
Like, here's what I can't have happen next week. And I get it. The defenses that you're facing are two completely different anomalies. I can't have Kenny Pickett outplay Kyler Murray in, in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. And I know the Cardinal defense is, is terrible and Pittsburgh's defense is elite, but Kenny Pickett, you know, it could be replaced this offseason. Kyler Murray's supposed to make $52 million next year. Like, I, I'm I'm fearful of what the conversation is going to turn into a week from now if we're sitting at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn and it's like, Kyler Murray, a couple interceptions, the offense scores seven points. Because then yeah. it's, then it's the, the end of the season is going to get here really fast with games against Philadelphia and San Francisco on the horizon. Like, you had to, you had to come out and, and play better than you did today. And, again, the season isn't lost for that kind of rehabilitation of his play and his image and this, that, and the other. You know, I hope that he's being truthful and that he's healthy because his, his health, we've seen, Bo, at the end of the year – at the end of the season, if he's not healthy, he's compromised. That he's not going to play well. So I, I just, I want to have the best version of Kyler Murray emerge next week. That's asking a lot against Pittsburgh, but he's capable of doing it. And that's going to be the discussion topic at the end of the day. Everybody knows this defense is under man. They're not great. Personnel's not great. I think Kyle Odegaard called it XFL level. And yet, like, I, I think the, the defense at times really outplayed the offense this week, like last week, maybe like the week before. So, I mean, man, this is just. It's it's the most fascinating, gut-wrenching saga for a team right now that has two wins in the NFL, and it's not going to change. We're not going to change here. We're here every single day with content you can't miss here at PHNX Sports. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcasts. Open up your podcast feed. Search PHNX Cardinals. Hit that follow. Leave us a like if you would. We're back on a Monday. I want to thank everybody that came out to uh, Gila River Resorts and Casinos Wild Horse Pass. Had a banger of a watch-along party. Despite the Cardinals' lack of effort today, we did not lack in enthusiasm. For Damon Dog, top producer, the playmaker, Britton Golden, Bo Brock, live from State Farm Stadium, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you on Monday.